It's a beautiful evening here as we get ready to start the race. The drivers are at the line and it looks like we're almost set. Racers, start your engines. Actually, we want to. We're going to correct ourselves from the last episode. I just want to mention Phantom Racer because I somebody all, uh, around the line, one of our friends, is going to eventually hear that and be like, "He fucking mentioned that great twerp hit coming over from New Zealand." Loosely based. It's also mm-hmm. off of another movie too. So, yeah, some weird Charlie Sheen movie. I should. What I should do is start this episode's recording with just Phantom Racer in its entirety, and then fade into this and be like, like "That's put, right, we're still we, talking about Speed Racer." You know, I carry. I carried all the knowledge of that movie in that episode. That was your fault for not bringing it up. <laughs> That's all right. I at li- yeah carried all the knowledge of the movie, but didn't bother to look up when the anime released. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, anime is not great. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched it on over to Channel 3. Spoilers ahead, my beautiful face is ruined. I'm Scotty Moe. Move your cute little butt before I run it over. It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Tornado Jones, and I'll be a son of a bitch. What the hell is that, Tin Man on steroids? It's our guest today, TJ Kitsune. How's it going, everybody? Hello, hello. I was going to oh, use the the only curse word that was in the movie was shit, and it was used like three times. So, <laughs> Well, depends on what version you watched, but we will get into that because we watched uh, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, or Street Fighter 2 movie, or was there one other title or was that it? Nope, there's just those two. Okay. Just those two. Okay. And so before we do get into our choice this week, our choice was brought to us by the angry fan TJ. <laughs> <laughs> fan of Street Fighter. Static Zone, we don't call them fans so much as people that yell at us. Um, Supporters. Yes. This is what they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, um, I am wrong about almost everything in Street Fighter except that Blanca was raised by eels. So. Right, that was the most prevailing fact I think of the live action. <laughs> the when we discussed just a couple episodes ago, we discussed the live action Street Fighter movie um, <clears throat> from the '90s, and that was a lot of fun because somehow I had never seen it till then. Corey had before. He's a bigger fighter game fan than than I am, uh, and we. As a result of that, uh, TJ said, holy crap, you guys are idiots. You got so much stuff wrong. Bring me on. That's how, that's how you, if you want to uh, join us on the on the podcast here sometime, just uh, yell at us and tell us how wrong we are. And then we'll be like, all right, bitch, come here and tell us to our digital faces. Um, and well, what you know sucks what? is uh, TJ reached out. He was like, oh, I wish you guys, were, if, I wish I had known because that would have been the movie I chose for my guest movie was the live action one. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a weird thing. It's hard to like with our schedules it's also hard to ask for recommendations anymore because we record either so far in advance or like at the last minute we decide just because life is life um and if it was if if it was locked down it'd be a different story because we because we were all just in front of our computers nonstop. right and so i thought for a second like ah if we have if tj picks a street fighter movie we just talked about the street fighter movie but i'm like you know what fuck it we don't we don't care about seo around here uh or any type of organized anything and the Street Fighter Six game just came out, so it's relevant anyway, again. The Alpha movies aren't bad either, from what I remember. Didn't even know they existed until I was looking this up. So, um, TJ, why don't you... Uh, do we do we need to give his background of why he's on here besides being mad at us? Or, you know, <laughs> we've kind of... We all worked for Megavisions magazine at one point. Before that, TJ and I were part of Sega Addicts. Um, TJ is just as an insane collector as Corey and myself, probably. I would say... For, video, for audio listeners, uh, you can see all the video games TJ has in his background. He has a really good capture of everything with his webcam. Yeah. Most, I would, oh, yeah. I gotta fix the camera because Felicia's cut off. So. Oh, no, crap. Can't <laughs> I know, do that. right? Get Felicia in there. Can't do oh. that, yeah. You guys uh, talk, I'll work on things. Can't have that. Yeah, behind TJ is his complete Vita and also Dreamcast collection. Um, when we were there last year for the Dreamcast Marathon, sorry, I just took a sip of a carbonated thing, so I'm burpy. Um, we sat down in that room for like two hours, and I think I just I stared at his room. wall and then remembered I was <laughs> in the wall. Uh, or I just stared at his shelf, and then I remembered, oh, there are other people in this room. I should address them, <laughs> you know? Yep. So um, I, I just fell asleep to the, uh, the the statue of Felicia. I was like, this is perfect. I'm just going to go sleep, sleep like mm-hmm. a baby. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You'll get that chance again this year. Yay. All right. But yeah, so that's that's kind of, um, you know, we threw, we know TJ through a couple of different channels, but uh, brought him on here and he's going to let us know what the back of the is this the Blu-ray or the DVD? I assume they're slightly different. Somehow, no, they're completely different. Uh, yeah. the better, oh, then you should read both of them. I mean, if yeah, you, I can read if both it, if you want. Go for I got it. Here. What's first here? All right. Well, we'll start with the DVD one first. OK. All right, so that one says, uh, All the lightning-fisted thrills of the world's wildest combat video game series explodes into DVD in this brilliantly animated, sensationally supercharged adventure, Street Fighter II, the animated movie. This all-new, unedited, and uncensored version now boasts a stunning new 5.1 surround sound mix of the equally popular soundtrack. In the not-too-distant future, civilization is under attack, leading the forces of darkness and the evil mastermind Bison, who is determined to capture the minds and bodies of the world's greatest fighters for use in his manic plan to conquer the world. 
The only people on Earth with the potential to stop him are Ken and Ryu, two powerful legendary martial arts warriors. Together they face the fights fights of all fights. The final go- battle of good against evil is about to begin. Okay, so let's dissect that one first, because that's a load of shit. <laughs> yeah. I've also never heard, and I don't think I ever want to hear again, the term lightning fisted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I was about to ad-lib off of a bunch of things, because I want to talk about the music and all that, but I guess I'll well, let's let him read the Blu-ray one now. Yeah. Uh, this one makes a little more sense. M. Bison's plan to crush those who would oppose his evil Shadaloo organization is simple. Brainwash the strongest martial artists around the world with his dreaded psycho power and turn them into living weapons. And now he's found his newest target, Ryu, a traveling vagabond, said to be the strongest man in the world. In order to stop the dictator's evil plot, Interpol agent Chun-Li forms a rocky partnership with Major Guile of the United States Air Force. But they'll have to put aside their differences and learn how to work together if they want to stop M. Bison. While the wandering Ryu is a hard man to find, M. Bison is closing in on Ryu's eternal rival Ken in a bid to lure him out uh, to lure out his real target. Will Shadowloo succeed, or will the World Warriors beat M. Bison to the punch? See the action, and we mean all the action, in Street Fighter II, the animated movie presented in on Blu-ray, fully remastered and in high definition for the first time. Can I see the cover of that Blu-ray? Because I'm I don't ha- own this movie. Okay, I oh, thought that that's what cool. it is. Like so that. I'm probably gonna get that one. Yeah, that there's actually so much better. That's the that's the slip cover. This is mm. the actual Blu-ray cover. Oh, okay. wait, show me the DVD. I might. I think I'm an idiot, and I just didn't check my DVDs. Okay, I no, was, I, I yeah, I lo- the slip cover was the one that you have with the fist coming out of the wall. Okay, I think so, I might have that movie. I have a yeah. Street Fighter movie, and I don't know which one it is. So. Yeah, like each each version came with a slipcover, and all has all of them have different art. So there's a lot it's of just, art re- revolving around this movie. Yes, it's uh, almost as if I mean I'm sure this wasn't on purpose, but it's as the releases of this uh, movie are almost as ridiculous as the versions of Street Fighter to the game. Thank you, Capcom. Yeah. There's a ton of different versions. Super HD remix, turbo, dubstep, you know, country, alternative. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, so what I wanted to, so you said on the back of it, it says Shadow Lou. The version I watched was not Shadow Lou. It was Shadow Law. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So outside of DVD and Blu-ray, I watched this on Pluto TV. It's free on there, but it's the U.S. censored version. Um, Mm, And then... <clears throat> it's also on Amazon Prime Video, Fubo TV, Fubo TV, whatever that is. Crunchyroll, apparently, Viewster, Amazon Channel. I don't know what half this is. It's like the, everywhere the and nowhere at the same time. Somehow. I watched it on Freebie, and that's like a Amazon Channel. It's weird oh, how yeah, things yeah. are now. Companies have cha- it's like if you went to Nickelodeon's sub like channel group, and then you had all these other sub channels underneath it. It's really weird. Good lord. Yeah, the version I watched was the uncensored version because I got to see the Chun-Li boobs. So <laughs> I was fine with that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's why I remember because as a kid, I liked Street Fighter. And I was like, cool, I'm watch this. But I was like, oh, that's why I really watched the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Scotty, yeah. you watch. Did you watch the censored version? Uh, I guess so, because it was not as long. Um, I found a video online that I think is on the Blu-ray 
Like they literally felt they needed to explain the different versions. And so they're like each version is like three minutes less or uh, shorter or longer than the other. And they showed shower scene. But they also explained how like with the Japanese version, they like would remove just a spot of Ken driving his car, like just like a couple of frames and whatever. Um, and so you mean I the <laughs> when we get introduced to M Bison and everybody, and we get that long ass walking scene through every room in the base? <laughs> I don't think I had that. I think I might have just had the censored U.S. version, basically, because it dude, didn't mine feel felt like it was two out. minutes. Yeah, of them mm-hmm. just walk like it was cool. It's well animated. That's what I want to say is the art and the animation. In this movie is beautiful. Like this is when I think of Street Fighter, I think of this like right away. Yeah, it does look great. But I think by today's standards, it stays on shots a little too long, even in the edited version, to the point that you notice like, oh, Ryu's head is like the size of a child on this giant man's <laughs> body, you know, and stuff like that. But um, if they're not fighting around, yeah. Uh, and then we'll go through <clears throat> before we get into all that stuff, because we could honestly just have a discussion on the differences and not even talk about the movie itself here. But yeah, you wrote an essay for this cast. So go ahead. <laughs> I, I tried to like I was at, as I kept looking through, I kept finding stuff that I actually knew that these people were in outside of this movie. So we're only going through the American cast. Um, uh, so and I don't even know if I'm going to go through everything that I added in here, but uh Skip Stelricht plays Ryu. I don't know why there's an accent over that name, but thank you, IMDb. Um, he does Ryu's voice, uh, but he's credited. That's the other thing is everyone is credited as somebody else. <laughs> and I found a factoid that I'll mention now for one of them that it said it was due to uh, like actors union legalities or something. So that might apply to this. I would. I, this was the Wild West of the 90s. We've mentioned it before with Project Aco. 94, if we have Nobody knew. It yeah, nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody knew how to credit anybody. I Voice actors, I'm sure, were making next to no money compared to what they are now. Um, so they were all over the place. Which we'll great. get to <laughs> mentioning what else these people have been in. Uh, Skip Stelrick played Ryu. He was credited as Hank Smith. Um, he has played and continues to play multiple Naruto characters and tons of video game voice acting. Uh Eddie Frierson did Ken, credited as Ted Richards. He was the skunk in Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. Um, oh, man. Yeah, he was uh, Watanabe in the Akira movie. Uh, Castle in the Sky did a voice. Alita Battle Angel, the live action, did a voice. Leah okay. Sargent, I assume is how you pronounce her name. She played Chun-Li and also a waitress, also a voice on the phone. Uh, was credited as Mary Briscoe. Uh, she was Eerie Ochiat. Oh shoot, um, Ochiai in Perfect character? Blue. No, she's an actress that's idolized by the main character in Perfect Blue. Oh, okay, that's right. Um, she's also played Chisa Yamada in Serial Experiment Lane, or Dorothy Wainwright in Big O, among other things. Um, okay. Big O Showtime. Tom Weiner played Bison, credited as Phil Matthews. He's done Robotech, Ghost on the Shell, other things. Kirk Thornton played Guile, credited as Donald Lee, was also in Perfect Blue, Ninja Scroll, Resident Evil Degeneration. Uh, Bo, Isn't that really bad? Uh, I, that was like the second. It was one of the CG Resident Evil movies. None of them are oh, okay. super great. but um, And then uh, next up here, we'll mention just a couple more. Uh, Bo Billingsley, Billing, I don't know how to say his last name, sorry. But he you did it right. Mm-hmm. Billingsley, he did DJ's voice. Credited as John Hammond. Uh, he was Jet in Cowboy Bebop. 
and also Barrett in Final Fantasy Advent Children. Tons of other stuff. Is that your, is that your, fuck, your fucking loose connection with the shirt that you're wearing? Uh, I, I didn't even realize it until I read that. <laughs> I don't even have I don't have any Street Fighter uh, swag except for a bandana. I don't have any shirts. I got, I got so. Street Fighter shit, but I don't have any shirts or anything. So. Yeah. Uh, and then Steve Bloom. You know him and love him. He was reporter one, <laughs> soldier, uh, T-Hawk, ring announcer, VTOL pilot, and voice of Walla. He was credited as Richard Cardona slash Roger Canfield. Um, that's uh, Spike from Cowboy Bebop and many other things. Uh, you know, Toonami Robot. Anime. I don't remember his Wolverine. name. Tom. And then lastly, I had to mention him in here. Brian Cranston is in this movie. I he forgot did, about this. He did Faye Long's voice. He was credited as Phil Williams. Everybody knows him from Breaking Bad or Malcolm in the Middle. Um, I mentioned, I have a little note here to mention the Wikipedia link because I was trying to find info on this and it was difficult. When you click on, it said it has the U.S. cast listed in Wikipedia. Clicking on Phil Williams takes you to Brian Cranston's wiki page, but nowhere else on there does it say anything on Phil Williams or mention like <laughs> why it goes to that <laughs> to his page. I thought well, everyone's names too. Like, I guess it was they were still trying to be taken as professional, so they picked all these normal ass names as there's yeah. like it's not like nowadays where it's like oh Scotty Mo for show, you know, Tornado Jones and all that. People are mm-hmm. like, no, we, we, we it's it's just weird to me. It's just really weird. Yeah. So if you guys, I mean, I I listed a bunch of other because there are a lot. Like, even though you don't hear a lot of dialogue from a lot of characters, the, the, uh, just everybody from Street Fighter is in this. And one Everybody's in here. Everybody. So. DJ. Uh, the, why is DJ in this movie? Like, <laughs> Yeah. But do you guys have anything before we finish up with the facts of it? Do you have anything about the other actors or actresses there to add? I mean, uh, Richard Epcar was in Ghost in the Shell as well. Uh, okay. He also played a couple characters in Cowboy Bebop. Or I think Cowboy Bebop. I could be wrong on that, but he definitely goes in the shell. He was throughout that series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They made E Honda so goofy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked them though. It's weird. Um, director Gisaburo Sugi, uh, who also Good. directed, forgive me, Arashi no Yoroni. Kenji Miyazawa's Night on the Galactic Railroad, and Tachi 3, Kimiga Toritsugita Atoni. You're better at that than you think you are. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was written by Takashi Nishiyama, Hiroshi Matsumoto, and Akira Nishitani. I don't know. I'm, I'm so bad with names in general, so I don't know what anyone else has done besides what I just said. Anything of yeah. note, weebs? Uh I got nothing on that. I got nothing <laughs> right. on this one, man. Like That's I usually right. have weird ass knowledge on like writers <laughs> and producers, but not on this movie, man. Not, animated movies, it's tough. Yeah. Um, this released in Japan August sixth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, That's a good year. The brother. The budget was six million, from what I could find, and the overall profit in Japan was sixteen million. So it did well. No surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, Capcom is. That's not even taking into account the VHS, DVD, Blu-rays, all those sales too. Right. Yeah, Laser Capcom disc. is basically one of the religions Laser over disc. there. So, yes, this is another. I feel like probably every anime we talk about on this will have seen a laserdisc release. Um, 
but that did have it. Uh, why don't you own it, TJ? Why don't you own it? Because I don't have a Laserdisc player, so I have no way. Well, I don't have you can't own it. That's not, I had yeah. a bunch of records before I had a record player. <laughs> well, I still don't have a record player in a ton of records, so I guess that, yeah. All right. Laserdiscs ain't cheap, though. No. They've yeah, they never be all been over. cheap. They can definitely be all over. Um, but that's really it, because we don't really have, like, a domestic... Uh, we don't have, like, opening numbers or what it was worldwide or international because it didn't see a theatrical release in the U.S. I'm sure it's been, like, somebody's done, like, let's do a classic oh, anime yeah. night or something. And Oh, yeah, you know, the, the one-screen on theaters yeah. probably have done it or something like that. Right, right, right. So uh, that's the gist of that. Fact-wise, we can go into... This is my first view. of it. I want to look up... Uh, TJ owns it, so... Do you even know how many times you've seen it, or when was the? Did you like run out and buy this day one when you could on a on a tape? I did actually. Uh, I started with the original DVD release, which was a copy of the VHS and Laserdisc versions. Was the nice. first time I saw it. Uh, after that, I got the um, uh, second time I saw it was actually on the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection for the original Xbox. Uh, which is okay. kind of hidden within the hyper fighting game. You have to go under options and it, it uh, and then extras, and then under there it just says Street Fighter Two movie. You start the, that. It's just the movie. Yeah, it goes through the what movie the itself. Fuck? Wow. Uh, okay. You have, well, you have the Street Fighter Anniversary, which is the game. Right. And then under the game, you go under the options, extras, and then it, it, it there's it just says so Street Fighter Two movie. You hidden. click on that, and it starts playing the movie. It's That's totally weird. Cool. It's just an extra bonus. Like they even state uh, on here the bonus length feature. Yeah, it's not going to focus. Oh, yeah. Is included on there. But this also has like Third Strike on it. It was the first time Third Strike was really available outside of the Dreamcast version. But I have the 360, um, that, the 25th anniversary edition, yeah. like the big case, like on all that that has all the discs. So I bet you the movie's probably in there as well. I don't think it is. I think the movie was only released on that version for the Xbox. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So weird. But that one is like the completely dumbed down oh. fitted version. It's like the worst version you can find. <laughs> um, and I'm surprised it's not actually on the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray has like four or five different versions on it already. Oh, but nice. the big differences between the Xbox version is they did a ton of cuts throughout it. And it, there's absolutely uh, there is swearing. There's, they say like ass and um Hell a couple times, but everything else is my mom uh, won't let edited. me watch this again. <laughs> yeah. The uh big difference too between all the versions is the opening credits. So like mm. the original VHS, the Laserdisc, and then this version and the DVD version have like they mention they're in gold letters and it mentions Sony uh as taking part for Sony sound and all that stuff. That was removed from the Blu-ray version. There's no mention of Sony in it. They keep the original Japanese credits with subtitles or overwrite the uh, Japanese writing with it. Yeah. So there's those different versions to kind of take interest in, but like uh, the Xbox version, they cut out, there's no blood in it whatsoever. Uh, So when you see Sagat get hit by the uh, Shoryuken, the, and his chest busts open and that's all cut. I know a little bit about lore (laughs) and I know that's not right. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so he just uh, doesn't get punched by Ryu at all, or what? No, you see him get punched, there's like okay. a flash, which is mm. still in the full unedited version, but you don't see his chest burst open, the blood, and him sitting there trying to catch his breath, and he's like bleeding out all over yeah. the place. 
Um, like the scene oh, the lore with- from what I I'm going to say what I remember the lore of that to be. And then TJ can correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember it at the end of street, the first street fighter game Ryu loses to Sagat and like Sagat goes to like lean down and help Ryu up. And for like a half a second, like Ryu unlocks the evil Ryu and he like uppercuts him. Mm-hmm. And he gives him the scar and like, fuck, like, it's just like a disrespectful thing that Ryu does because he's mad that he lost. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. like discredits how honorable Ryu really is when he was younger. Uh, he was struggling this one, with the dark. Totally totally him, yeah. 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 This this is supposed to take place just before Street Fighter 2. The game starts because okay. uh, it's two years prior to when you get into the next part where they uh where you get Chun-Li explaining everybody and what's happening with Shadaloo or Shadowlaw, depending on which version you watch. Um, the other interesting thing, too, is if you watch the original Japanese trailer uh, for the movie, they show the first full opening of the fight between Sagat and Ryu, and there's actually extra scenes in there that were never in the final cut. So oh, there's, like okay. a, there's actually a scene where Sagat has Ryu, and he's like doing the tiger knee into him several times, uh-huh. and he's blocking it with his arms. That was completely cut from the final film. It's only in the trailer. But they basically go and they show that full fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a two-minute long trailer uh, of that whole scene. And there's all that's kind of, awesome. there's, there's a couple extra scenes in there that were not in the movie. Um, so that's an interesting tidbit for that. Oh, I knew um, as soon as people found out about, like, when we were, when for, like, Evo and stuff, they started using the anime, like, those trailers and everything in, like, the yeah. Evo trailers and all that, which I'm like, it's fine. I love all this old anime. I love the, how old anime looks. Yep. Um, getting into that where Chun-Li pops up and she, uh, after Cammy does her thing. Um, that's the only time you see Cammy again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aside from the interrogation. But, yeah, that's the only time you see Cammy. Basically it. Yeah, she kind of gets screwed over. I mean, she she gets to be badass for a second, but then you never see her again, really. They do that with a lot of the other extra characters, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, between when T-Hawk, this movie DJ, came out, was was Turbo out at that point or which one was out? Yes, I want to say so they were Turbo, trying to get all these other characters in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were trying to get all the characters in, in Super Street Fighter and the new champions and all that. T-Hawk's so. in like 30 seconds. Yeah. So. That's OK, because yeah. he would not have been represented well if they had continued on with t-hawk in any way whatsoever probably yes. so the, the short mention Steve of him Blue. was good yeah um, well because if you think about it in that one release uh t-hawk cammy dj and who was the fourth one that came out was it just three characters came out in uh, fey long it was fey long yeah so there's the four right uh, there hmm. Interesting. yeah i mean fey long gets a lot of good screen time um it's a cool scene kind of explains what's happening to Ryu as he's going about his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, should we mention the cameo appearance of Akuma? That was weird. Because, what? Yeah, Where? Uh, there's he's a sitting cut, down. Uh, he's like and, chilling. Yeah, just uh, as he gets to Calcutta. <laughs> they focus on he... him for a second. Not not zoom in, yep. but like he's on screen for a second there. But again, it depends on which version you've seen because out of the two versions, like the Xbox version from the anniversary <laughs> and the original DVD has him cut or you only see a portion of him. You don't see him all sitting there. God, this is worse than what. So the one on freebie, I think, is the is the good one. That's the one I watched. You said, all right, I'll find it while we're talking. Yeah, it's, I see it's it now. right as he gets to Calcutta, just uh, after you see the zoom of the car 
with the guy sitting in it, and before Ryu runs into the little girl with the milk. Oh, there's okay. A, there's a, a short scene. It's like three seconds that you see a wall as they pan over towards the the guy who looks like um um what's his name um the who guy, are we talking about guy? there's like yeah. the president of Calcutta he's giving a speech or it looks oh. like he's giving mm-hmm. a speech oh yeah, a, yeah yeah there's a pan of the wall and and Akuma is just sitting and there was like some fruit next to him oh just I think, yeah, I, don't I, don't know. I, think I just like found a homeless person or what but yeah yeah mm, that's it's just a, a random that's a shot little teaser Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, of course, you have the edit during that time where the assassin uh, gets out of the car and he's caught between the guys in the car and the police. Man, that and he gets shot up. He just hell. gets lit up. Yeah, <laughs> I was forgot about that. This being my yeah. first time seeing this, I was like, oh god, don't shoot a kid. Don't yeah. like I thought that because they kept going back and forth between I spilled my milk and Rio helped yep. me and I shot a kid. I was waiting for that to happen or something. Yeah, but. that was one of the controversial scenes that was cut from a lot of the different versions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then all the extras was like Ryu walking away real slow and then the, him staring at the milk a little longer than he does in the other cuts. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, that was that was probably one of the time. most cut parts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aside from the shower scene. But yeah. It's a pretty well, yeah. <laughs> you got super violence and then sexy. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, one of my well, I started keeping track of the fights, like how many fights, and then I stopped keeping track because I was like, all right, this beats the live action one. It just it has more fights. The end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's really it. The Blanca fight was really good. Yes. When it's starting out and it's just Ryu in the middle of a like a stormy night or whatever, I was like, oh, is he gonna like punch a tornado or something? What's going on here? Because it didn't it took it was like a couple seconds before Sagat's even on screen. So I thought I I thought I was gonna watch Ryu just train and like fight the weather or something. (laughs) You know. Street fighter, so if he's gonna lightning fist somebody or something, I don't know. Um yep. Hey brushhead. That's I have that highlighted in my notes as well. Hey, Brushhead. The, um, there's the some of the the voice acting is a little rough in places. Uh, the at least in the version I watched, I did watch the uh, English uh, dubbed one, and I want to watch the Japanese version. So I, I will say the Japanese version, the soundtrack compared to the American one is completely different. It sets a totally different tone for the movie. It's very slow. Okay. Um which is why they did all the cuts, all the cuts for the other versions that came out for the U.S. and the U.K. Um, they wanted to keep the pace going, so mm-hmm. that's why they changed gotcha. the soundtrack. They made the they edit put Alice in Chains in the fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing because it's, it's like when you listen to the Japanese soundtrack, it's all K-pop, which doesn't fit the fights at all. Not it makes it very all. somber. Um, and then there's a lot of parts where the songs just cut out and you just get no background music and it's oh, just weird. the voices and the sound, the sound effects. We live in the future. There has to be a version with the Japanese voice acting and the American OST over it. Someone's got to have done that fan edit well, on YouTube or something. Th- there might be. I mean, they've done the opposite where you have the American uh, voices with the Japanese soundtrack. <laughs> that's which not, is that's not what I want. <laughs> It's the both both things are bad. Well, they, yeah. yeah, it's there's like the KMFDM song is playing during Chun Li and Vegas fight, which is a little too intense, honestly. But I always uh, remembered that though because I remember mm-hmm. the soundtrack like matching like the craziness of the fight. Yeah, but it's just not fitting. I don't think I watched that scene with the Japanese soundtrack. The one that I did see the comparison of though was Bison's fight with Ryu is just this like poppy 
rock thing, and it just does yep. not fit what's happening. Yeah. Um, no uh, offense to Raul Julia because he is phenomenal as live action M Bison, but this M Bison is the M Bison I remember, like the one that could just fuck everybody up. He's just super, super, you know, oh, comically buff mm-hmm. is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but no, this is. This is why I like M Bison because he's just a. Fu- is it is it also Psycho Power? I feel like it's a different name. Yeah. No, it's Psycho Power. Okay, that's yeah. what it is. And bum, you're just like, how do you? Bum, 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 and bum. he just kind of like fucks everybody up, like Ch- like not Chun Li, but like uh, Guile. He's just like, yeah, fuck you. Like <laughs> this is not Jean Claude Van Damme. So yeah. Ryu and Ken get a lot more screen time. Yep. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, there's a part where Guile and Chun Li are. Uh, once again, trying to settle settle their differences, mm-hmm. and he's like in his his uh, uh, Mustang, and she approaches the car. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "You need to put your revenge uh, aside." I'm sorry for your friend. In the Japanese version, when they're talking, a re a slow rearrangement of Chun Li's theme from the game plays, and that's okay. the only time you actually hear anything from resembling from the game soundtrack, which is interesting. That's true because I don't think in the version I listened, like I, all the music was like it was none of the Street Fighter music. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's the only part you actually hear anything that's even resembling that. That's interesting. Um, you got so many fucking factoids about this movie. <laughs> you want another one? I've got more. Sure. Yeah. This <laughs> um, is just what this is a podcast now. So. Okay. So during the uh, the part where Chun Li is explaining to her superiors what's happening with Shadow or Shadow Law. If you glance at the part where her superior looks down at the paper, in the American version, it says Shadow Law. In the Japanese version, it says Shadow Lu. And they, okay. when, if you put on the subtitles and you listen to them, they say Shadow Lu instead of the American okay. version where it's Shadow Law. That and was then, messing with me because I knew it was Shadow Lu. Yeah. Is that a copyright I'm not sure. somewhere else? Like, well, Shadow Lu is what's used in the games. Yeah. yeah. So where they got Shadow Law from, I'm not sure. And I don't know if that's just what they told the voice actor, saying, okay, it's from the Shadow Law organization. It could have been a mispronunciation. Yeah, maybe could have been any like of that. Yeah, the version I watched, the... Shadow Operation Destroy Shadow Law is what yeah. the paper said on mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could and have then... been as, something as silly as, like, one of the voice actors kept saying Shadow Law, and they couldn't get them back in there to fix it. So they're like, great, everyone else has to say Shadow Law now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and know? that could have been in that, too. I uh, like in this same scene you're talking about, and I apologize if I'm about to take a factoid from you, but mm-hmm. uh, when she's explaining who M- who uh, Vega, Sagat, and uh, uh, Balrog are, she's like, this is Balrog, but up in the top left it says M. Bison, or yep. this oh, is Vega, nice. and it says Balrog on the screen. Yeah, and I was like, that's funny. Sagat's is still Sagat. I think his is the only one that is yeah. the same. But I, I always forget up, about so. that, that, miscommu- that mistranslation when it came over to the United States. Now, on the DVD version, they fixed that. Oh, did they? Yeah, and on the PG-13 version, it, it has the, the American names. So Balrog is there, and so okay. is Vega. They don't say gotcha. Bison. It's only that's the Japanese version or the Japanese cut, because gotcha. they have those gotcha. names mixed up. Uh, I think they did a good job of making E-Honda actually look like a sumo wrestler and being yeah. gigantic, because in the... I know Looks you great. I know in, you know, live action, you can't just force someone to become huge, but it didn't feel like he had as much of a presence in the live action one. He was he was a bigger guy, but there were still dudes with like bigger arms than him in that same movie. So like also E. Honda and Balrog were teammates in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was, and they didn't yeah. have like newscaster <laughs> careers or anything. <laughs> no, right. and I feel well, sorry for Yohanda's house that got totally destroyed at the end of the movie. Yeah, which he never really <laughs> yeah. acknowledges, but you know, I mean, he seems to be the most uh, um, carefree sort of type of yeah. person among them. So I don't think like care a, anyway. Yeah, he's Almost more like, like a surfer dude kind of than he is like an yeah. actual sumo wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I kind of liked his character though. I well, I wasn't sure. I was impressed with like, oh, he's fucking taking up two thirds of the screen now. This makes sense when he's fighting Dalsim, and then, um, and then he, I liked when he gave Ryu money. He's like, cash, my man, cause we're brothers. <laughs> yeah, but he's both men from Japan, and I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you're no. right. In that scene for Dalzim and Ihanda, that part where Dalzim's his eyes glow and you see yeah. Ihanda kind of stuck. To yeah, the, what's that to the power? Ground, that was actually a glitch in the uh, Street Fighter Two game that you Jesus. could pull off between Ihanda and Dalzim, where he that's you, cool. We're trying to do one of supers, and it was kind of a throwback to the game itself. Wow. See, wow. I would have never. I would have. One of those I told weird you. things. <laughs> that's one of those awesome. weird things. Wow. Again, Dalzim for about minute and a half. Got to get everybody for a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, DJ I, might be the worst. Yeah, yeah. You're just like yeah. why? Like the Zangi Blanca fight makes sense because it's like an underground fight and all that. Uh, but that that one it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Guile yeah. and Chun Li just showing up out of nowhere, running towards him as he's throwing some people out of his club. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of question. Looks great though. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. The animation company that worked on this uh, movie was uh, Group TAC uh, or Group TAC. And they've done they've got a long history of animation, like credits and stuff like that. Nothing that I know right off the top of my head. But uh, the animation's phenomenal in this movie. I really, really like the animation. in it. Well, and and the animation went on to inspire the Street Fighter Alpha games, uh, one, two and three that were on the Saturn uh, in fact, the story was incorporated uh, because the movie came out before the Alpha series and Capcom loved how the movie turned out so much that that's why they went back to create the Alpha series. Gotcha. And like the fight between M. Bison, Ryu and Ken, that's where the dramatic battle came from. And that's in Street Fighter Alpha 3. The fight between Sagat and Ryu is in Street Fighter Alpha 2. Uh, in 1995, they worked on a lot of Street Fighter stuff, too. Yep. So yep. that's cool. So that- so that's where all that comes from. And then the art inspired Elvin Lee, who did the comic books for Udon. And Elvin Lee went on to do X-Men. I think he's still currently doing X-Men. Okay. Uh, all that stuff. So actually, the DVD version came with uh, a small little comic book from Udon with Elvin hmm. Lee's art. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it, it does the whole explanation when they're looking at the cyborgs and everything during that scene where they're at the Shadowloo head, headquarters. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's really cool. I like stuff like that. We don't get shit like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, feel like they really portrayed that Bison had an army prepping. You just, you, because you would only yeah. see like one or two cyborg robot dudes at a time. You would never see like a, a full, you know, roster of them. Yeah. Or something. Well, yeah, even after M. Bison is defeated. Spoilers, he's defeated. Uh, see it right there, the entire army of cyborgs that he's got going. Excellent. TJ is showing I guess they us put listeners uh, two pages of the comic, and there's just rows and rows and rows of uh, yeah. an army watching Bison. You kind of get the idea of his army, because they talk about like he's got cyborgs in like every city. So like in Seattle, this is happening, and over here in Japan, this is happening, and all that. Uh, but also, too, just like after he loses at the end, Ryu and Ken beat M. Bison, 
it, they just show a little scene where they're just like, all right, the base is now we're blowing up M. Bison's base and there's no opposing force whatsoever. Sagat yeah. and M. Bison and Vega, they can't do anything without no. M. Bison or, you know, all that. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I like how backup protocol. I liked how um, when uh, his goons or somebody was saying that that scientist dude was saying like they captured Cammy and, and whatever. And uh, he, <laughs> he was like, they have met Interpol and Bison's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's it. He literally I, I don't says give a that. shit. He yeah. doesn't care. But I like it because it is that like that's funny right away, but it also shows like he's just a ruthless dictator. Yeah. He's not or how he talks it. down to Sagat. Yeah. He's so well, confident. He's just like he did his job gonna, or she did her job. Yeah, he's so confident she's not gonna spill the beans because she has no memory, but at the same time it's like, yeah, she was a good fighter, but I don't care. Got plenty of other better ones at my disposal, essentially. Yep. So well, this I remember watching this movie. I I remember parts of the movie. I just didn't remember it in its entirety. Uh, but I this was around the time where we get, ended up getting satellite when I was like twelve or thirteen, and show we got the Showtime channels. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm watching animated movies now because it's like Street Fighter movie came on there. Uh, the Tekken animated movie was on there. I remember parts of that. Uh, watched a whole bunch of other anime I probably shouldn't at 12 and 13 years old, mm -hmm. but this was one of the ones I do remember fondly, and that, I was just surprised with the, I forgot Allison Chains was in it. I was like, oh, fuck, it's just them bones, and Ken every time them. Ken was on screen, it was some kind of American, like, mu uh, music like that. Yeah. yeah. Ken likes uh, his Allison Chains, he likes his uh, something else was in there, I forget. I honestly think that they did a, a fairly good job. I mean, there's a few parts with the uh, American soundtrack that they did. Uh, I feel the mixing was a little too loud, too. Yeah. Because uh, there's spots. a lot of times the music was super loud and then they're talking. You could barely mm -hmm. hear what they're saying. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of where the Japanese soundtrack comes in, because they stop the music during that time if there's important stuff being said. Oh, and it's just like exposition. And, yeah, exposition. And then you can clearly hear them. <laughs> Um, it's like, oh, so that's what he said. Um, I mean, it's just like, uh, or the different versions, like Vega calls Chun-Li, you witch, instead of you bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, uh, where the F-bombs are dropped, where DJ says the F-bomb, mm -hmm. when Gal's like, uh, uh, Shadow, Shadow Law is coming after you, he goes, Yahoo, those are some bad motherfuckers. And then there's mm -hmm. like the American one, he goes, those are some bad mothers. And then the in, in, other version, he's like, ooh, they are, uh, I am honored type thing. Is what yeah, he says I did not hear it. That's why when you said that, I was like, oh, my version didn't say fuckers yep. in it. So. Yeah, and then at the end, Guile, when Bison shows up, he's like, uh, uh, I'm going to rip your fucking heart out. Mm -hmm. Instead of I'm going to rip your heart out. <laughs> oh yeah, you he like your cold, bastard, cold heart. I think, yeah. Either way though. Yeah. So bastard is okay. Yeah, uh, bastard. About it. Yeah. So there's a lot of different changes, and they, they on the Blu-ray they actually talked about that. I think Scotty, you had mentioned you watched. Yeah, that's that, a video I stumbled parts. upon on YouTube. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that's that a, I found just that video. Yeah, that is strange. Uh, that is an extra on the Blu-ray, though, where they go into all that stuff and they kind of show the difference of of how often they had to record those lines, mm -hmm. which I would I would imagine that'd be crazy. Where they're like, okay, we're gonna do this take because this is the UK version. They're aiming for a 15 rating, and we want it to be adults. So go out, and then okay, we're gonna cut this back, and yeah. we're saying this is the PG-13 version. I I would say they probably had to do those lines three or four times. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, 
and speaking of censorship, we all know why we tuned in. We've already mentioned it before. For that shower scene with Chun Li, it's probably the best. Like like that scene, and then the fight right after it is probably the most memorable to me. Mm-hmm. The end fight is still good, and like the beginning still. There's there's a tons of fights in here. So if you don't I like one the of them, just Chun Li fight is the longest one in the movie. I feel like it is either that or if the Fei Long fight. Oh yeah, right. Uh, that one's in depth because you see parts where like Fei Long's arm gets fucked up and yep. all that, and I was like, ooh. So, but then like right afterwards, he's just like, hey, buddy, you're like, yeah. you yeah. just met Ryu, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we punched it out, we're good. Yeah, the fight scene with uh, uh, Chun Li and Vega though. Uh, so for people that have never seen it, Chun Li's back at her apartment and she's showering, and since she's a helpless lady. Vega comes in and uh, after she's gotten out of the shower, but Vega comes in and tries to kill her and they fight it out. And even though it's an apartment building, Chun-Li has like farmhouse uh, tall ceilings, like with rafters Fine. and stuff. Fine. But She's on top floor. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say it's just top floor of the apartment building in New York, which is <laughs> OK. Yeah, yeah. Not a rat in sight. That's bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. No, yeah, it's that's... really good. You get to see like. Because uh, Vega's all super cocky in the beginning and all that. And at this point, like everyone's he's kind of been quiet this whole time. I don't think he might not even have a line of dialogue until this scene. Yeah, I think this is the only time he actually has any dialogue that's spoken. And uh, you also see that Chun Li's not just, you know, helpless and all that shit. Although yeah, I think Vega would have. Yeah, for a minute there, I was like, oh, Vega's about to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, but you yep, t- yep. said too. This is part. If uh, the version I watched had a lot of blood in this mm-hmm. scene, yeah, yeah, he's like got where those he, claws. Just, yep, mm-hmm. let's say the claw, and he like licks the claw. Yeah, I always. Yeah. I mean, he did that in the live action one too, right? Didn't he do something know. to that caliber? I don't know something like that. I don't want to watch it again. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he he's like pulling off his mask, and you see his face and everything. Um, which is also interesting because back in the beginning of the movie where she's explaining the card of Vega, it says in the description, he wears a mask to protect his face because he thinks this is the most perfect thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so he, when he, when she actually Vanity. steps on him and twists on his side of the face and like Oof. bruises his eye and everything and he gets totally he pissed it. off at her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the, I like, I know it. I liked it as a kid, and I didn't think I was gonna like it as an adult either. But the part where he he leans back to avoid a kick, and he goes all the way down, and then comes all the way back up, like right in her face. I was like, "That's cool. That's still a cool scene. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. It's so edge lord. I love it." So, <laughs> Oof. yeah, I don't even it's remember good. that specific part, but yeah, that was uh, it was a good fight though, because it was not. Yeah, you could tell, but they all are both still like not. They're both uh, kind of beat up after that on uh, Guile. Mm-hmm. Well, and her. then like it shows that Guile didn't have to like she beats Vega like yeah. she beats him yeah. like with her lightning kicks and all that stuff. But she's fucked up afterwards. So that's when Guile comes in and takes her right. to the hospital and all that. stuff. Yeah, the adrenaline is worn off. I couldn't understand the relationship Guile and Chun-Li had. Maybe that's from watching the American version because I couldn't understand if like he had the hotter yeah, or if he felt more of like a fatherly or big brother figure because she was like. She would go. Chun Li was kind of all over the place because she'd be this like tough badass, but then she'd go into like cute schoolgirl mode. And it was, oh, she like, was in the games, so yeah. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very know. accurate to the games. Mm. Uh, the whole thing was kind of a Big Brother thing because you saw at okay. the beginning where they're kind of against each other. You know, Giles like Bison's ass is mine. I don't care. And then she explains her side of the story, saying, "Well, he killed my father, but you have to set that aside. You have a job to do." Yeah. And then it starts clicking with him, and he's like, "Okay, you're right. I gotta focus on that more than my personal feelings." Um, and you kind of see that as he's trying to call her on the way to his apartment, where he's kind of concerned about things. Oh, yeah. rotary phone. Yeah, and then when he shows up at the hospital, he goes, "Hey, I, I you know, I don't like seeing you this way. This is horrible of what happened." Because it, yeah. it gives them flashbacks of, well, I won't say, well, they don't specifically say Charlie. Um, oh, it's, but that's, yeah. yeah, but it's hinted at, you know, yeah, and all that. It, it's so. because mm-hmm. Chun-Li mentions his friend that was killed by Bison, and Bison brings it up a couple times. Are you, you know, are you still thinking of your friend I killed mm-hmm. type thing? So it's he like doesn't they turn into it. Blanca. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's where you have to play the alpha games, because that's where you get the story of how Charlie was killed by Bison. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a I cool storyline. So I will trust you. Yeah. That's all the lore. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what it is. So uh, I wanted to see more Zangief just because I like Zangief, but uh, he, he got to do the pile driver on yep, fucking right. Blanca. So it was great. And then Blanca just got up right after. How did that? I'm trying to remember. How did that fight conclude? Did we just like pan away from the fight and it? Yep. It, they, it just doesn't conclude. Yeah, they were just in the movie so that they got them in the movie, basically. Yeah, basically, they kind of went through and showed off the, the super moves of each character along the way. Yeah, right. So the that's where you see the, the Blanca the, ball. Yep, yeah, the ball and all, all that. And then they cut away it just as, as Zangief's being electrocuted. In my mind, I think of it as it was a draw type thing. Mm-hmm. But who I knows? Guess. Maybe Blanca got the upper hand. Maybe, maybe there at the end, because they made Zangief look a little goofy when he was getting electrocuted. That's yep. you get a little goofy every once in a while in the movie, yeah. which is that's anime, which is good because, like you said, you're getting people just lit up in between a, a bullet sandwich. And that's the one scene I was just like, Jesus, that's rough. I mean, I would mm-hmm. like to see DJ in his native land of Jamaica. Like, yeah. I don't know why it's didn't they out of a movie theater beating right. up some thugs. Like oh, I would I rather have seen him on the beach, and there would be a fight scene between DJ yeah, and Kyle. Yeah, he's fr- like oh, that would have made sense. He's like, I got to go down and meet up with DJ. He's like one of the biggest such and such down there, or he's yeah. used to be an informant, like used yeah. to work for Shadowloo, and now he doesn't. Yeah. He needs to have some connection other than just like, oh, he's a fighter, so they're probably going to be looking for DJ. So let's go find DJ. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yep. they knew what to do with him. Um, he was just it felt that in way. for the game. I have this note and it's a quote and I don't remember when it happened, but my note here just says in quotes, Buffalo or whatever you're called. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the I scene that where uh, Bison shows up in his plane hovering over Ken's car in his Porsche. And, oh, and he goes, yeah. my name is Bison. And he's like, Buffalo or whatever your name is. I'm not interested. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ken is kind of really not cool at all like yeah, he's well just goofy, the eyebrows don't goofy. help either but you know yeah, he becomes really eyebrow. cool when he gets brainwashed like the way he's like uh drawn and all that you're like he looks like dio from jojo is what he looks like to me a little bit <laughs> well and this this is this is the first time we actually see ken with long hair which they used in the later capcom games yep. uh yep. so the alpha series the x-men versus street fighter all of those are the same sprites kind of orange hair. hair the it's orange not hair. as blonde did they do that just for the sake of him giving Ryu a headband? I assume that's not how he gets a headband in the game. I don't Actually, remember how he gets it. Yes, 
they do share that in the game, but it's huh. not when they were kids. Uh, mm-hmm. It is also shown. I want to say it was Street Fighter Four that they had shown that same thing. Mm, I think with him so. giving the headband to Ryu. four four like retold a lot of the lore that yeah. was already established, but Ooh. just in the better graphics that four was in at the time. Yeah, I mean, in either either version or parallel universe, however you want to explain it, the headband is given to him by Cat. This isn't Mortal Kombat. Okay. It's yeah. not that. <laughs> um, right, right, right. It's the other thing too. There was another one where the first time we see this. Um, oh, evil, evil Ken. When he's brainwashed by uh, Bison, mm-hmm. right? And evil Ken is used. To, I think the first time we really see Evil Ken is uh, uh, CVS or uh, SNK versus Capcom. Yeah, it was one. Uh, of the, yeah, one of those offshoots from Street yeah. Fighter where we actually see an Evil Ken. And then they bring him back for the uh, HD version of Street Fighter Two uh, to kind of incorporate him into that. Yeah, I do remember that too because he just has white hair and red eyes. I think. Yep. Yep, yeah. I do remember that. I remember some things, just not the movie shit. So <laughs> yeah, and he has like a form of psycho power in a sense too, with all of his attacks. So they do incorporate Man. that. That's all influenced by this movie. So that part where where he breaks uh, Bison's control and Bison just shows up, he's like, "You're fucked," yep. and yeah. like you're like like he electrocutes the shit out of him, and it's a terrifying. Yeah, but and they just magically get healed because he awakens his power and all of his stuff is he he hurts no more. His legs work, everything's yep. fine. It's all because of imagination, is what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that could be. You, and you whole. never see uh, what is it? Is it their their sensei? Is his? It's Goki, right? Yes. Goki. Yeah, you never see him. Sensei. Was he never shown? Is that like the? I can't. I he was wondering. Established like, in four. Uh, he shows up in four. Like um, a physical form. The Alpha series also shows him as an older man. That's where right. Where he's actually thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of the big hulking guy that he is in Street Fighter uh, 4. We, so needed, we needed a Master Roshi is what we needed. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were trying to go like super deep. And for a second, I was like, is there actually no sensei? And they think he, that there's a sensei no. or something like that? He just hadn't physically been drawn yet. So yep. Yeah. Yeah, you just never see him. You only you only just hear him talking from this little hut or whatever. So the way this happens is Ken is kind of not taking things really seriously. So then he like gets uh, uh, kidnapped by M. Bison, but then he awakens his power. So does that mean like Ryu has already awoken his? Uh, well, awakening his power wasn't done. A lot of the whole movie is Ken upset that Ken hasn't or Ryu hasn't come back to challenge him again, and it's mm-hmm. been so many sure. years. And he knows that Ryu is traveling around the world. He just hasn't reached the U.S. yet, and Ken obviously yeah. isn't going to go look for him for no. whatever reason. Ken's, Ken's getting laid, man. Ken's <laughs> yeah. cool school. Yep. Eliza, yeah. Going? Who they they never established. Know. Go ahead. You know, say so we still don't know if if she ever agreed to actually marrying him. She's another in movie, or something. Let's doesn't just matter. Yeah, the uh, movie. She's like so. She, she, really? He actually marries her in the lore, right? Yeah, like in the lore, they get married. Her. Yeah, because yeah. by third strike, they have a kid. That's right. Um, and then they establish that again in later ones. Um, and I still haven't finished the full story in six yet to know what happens to him. Did um, the did the animated series come out before or after this movie? 
the animated so, the Street Fighter Two V, the animated series you're talking about? Uh, the really goofy, the one with oh. uh, M, the one with Balrog typing with his boxing gloves on. <laughs> oh, oh, the American version? That sounds. American. I guess that's. I guess that's the American version that because I remember in the American her. version, Ken is like super whiny. He's like yep. a spoiled rich kid, doesn't want to, mm-hmm. do, and he's like he goes and becomes a movie star at one point and all this other shit. Yeah. And I like that they don't do that in the movie. Like they they show that he's different than Ryu, but they're very much on the same power level. I believe is what they yes. said. They're so. just about equal. Like Ryu is just slightly more powerful than Ken, mm-hmm. which is kind of the same in the game as well. Um, true but ken is more ferocious at points and stuff like that yes he's faster his he's got the stronger kicks whereas ryu has Mm -hmm. the stronger punches um so they kind of go with that i mean even in this movie you get kind of the impression that ken is this rich spoiled kid little drive around in the porsche Mm -hmm. you know you see him pull up to eliza's big mansion you see him out you know at this fancy restaurant with her um so you, you get hints of just it, not they, the just not at the same intensity that the yeah the animated series does so yeah because i was yeah, I thought I, first you were talking about like the the animated series that wasn't the u.s version where there are younger kids no not that one whole different thing yeah that there's it's man <laughs> street fight around the new time, class basically like it's just so like storylines get so convoluted you thought you think movie titles and stuff are bad now and it, like shit back in the 90s with trying to explain video game lore was even worse yeah before we get away from ken's girlfriend fiance whatever the hell she is um i think this was baby mama some bad localization or whatever because he they're talking about something and she says to him another notch on your gun cowboy i'm like that's not where the notches go i don't think you (laughs) i was like i had to write that down under my gun (laughs) yeah like let me chisel another tally onto my onto the butt of it here i don't know how that works i don't think you know do you know what a gun is lady you know um can we that was funny can we also talk about how you should never put balrog on a recon mission (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I just that didn't make any sense to me. Like he's not stealthy. His communication skills aren't that great. So like he's just like a I like well, that's another thing too about Balrog is like they talk about him a little bit. They said like he was a boxer that went dirty or something like that, which is mm-hmm. true. Like his whole thing was he would rig fights. Like one of his special moves in four was he would stomp on your foot and mm-hmm. then he would like go into like uppercuts, which it's illegal to stomp on your foot on your opponent's foot in boxing. So he was and he was modeled after uh mike tyson right yep mm-hmm. okay and bison cool. and bison uh, well balrog and bison you don't fucking know unless you actually know about the lore and all that so yep. yeah, yeah, yeah seeing him in the uh las vegas uh scene just before the fight between block and zangief and he's trying to kind mm-hmm. of set that whole thing up and they're asking him hey i need to talk with the master later he's like of course and did you get that cool yeah thousand dollars you know it's like okay where is this elegant? coming from <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know like I, you gotta choose you make him look goofy but you make him elegant and understands everything that he's doing it's yeah. really weird to me yeah yeah which they flesh that out a little bit in the comics because you got oh. sagat who's the arm dealer Christ. um which you brought up in the movie yeah. That you know, why is Sagat dealing with with like weapons? I didn't know. I, I just remember where, Muay Thai. <laughs> that's how TJ was like. God damn it! That's yep. the first message I got. So. Yeah, <laughs> that was that the up. first one. 
Yeah, because in in the lore, that's how he joins up a bison is he, he becomes the arms dealer that and his second sense. hand man basically running Shadowloo. Wow. I get I got I get focused on his uh, history with Adon and all that because that's yeah. more interesting to me. So well, sure, yeah, when he was training Adon and everything, and then he gets betrayed by him for the title of the Muay Thai yeah, champion. And then Adon just and, takes everything from him. Yep. And you're like, oh, that sucks. That makes him a Sakat not so bad anymore. <laughs> well, and that gives, that's the start to his redeem arc. Yeah. Um, Cause later in four, he's this guy who goes on the same thing that Ryu did where he starts traveling the world and recollecting Meeting himself. Fighters. Yeah. And he sits with Dalsim and he kind of looks at himself and, and realizes what he did with Shadaloo is not really the path he wants to take anymore. Um, and they touch that in the movie where he says, this is fighter's pride. We're talking about, let me face Ryu again to, to kind yeah. of, yeah. And Bison's like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Bison's like, why do you care about this anymore? Like, you should be focusing on this. Well, I got a little bit of Raul Raul Julia's M. Bison there, too, because he's just like, fighting pride. What, like, what are you talking about? Like, this is, this is a business. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. This is my thing. Not, don't worry about your little petty squabbles type thing. Right. I I want to watch all the versions of the movie now. (laughs) Why did Gao's license plate say Cap 2088? Like, I understand the Cap is short for Capcom, but his license plate said 2088. He was also Captain Guile. I I think it was Capcom. But I don't know what 2088 would stand for. Yeah, not sure on that. A lot of the license plates. Maybe we're looking too much into it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Ken's head. They referenced enough, or they they went far enough to reference Capcom with the license plate. I thought 2088 meant something else. I was like, well, this isn't Mega Man. There's always 20XX, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't say for that for the numbers for sure. But I know like uh, Ken's license plate on his Porsche was uh, Street Fighter T or Street Fighter Turbo. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. I didn't yeah, even like, notice was that. Was it just like F- SFT or what was it? Yeah, it was like SFT, Street Fighter Turbo, and okay. then like a couple numbers after that. Uh, and then the, the truck that runs them off the road is has the Capcom logo on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the Chevy car. I mean, there's there's yeah. product placement all over the place, really, if you look for it. It's kind of yeah, funny. They got away with it in this time. Yep. Yeah. Can we talk about the like the ending ending? With uh, M. Bison in the semi. <laughs> oh yeah, see Ryu. Ryu versus oh. truck. Yep. I, I mean that's that's canonical. Like they like you got to beat up the car. Oh my car! Like, <laughs> well, not only that. In the new Street Fighter Six, the the uh, the special stage is you beating up a semi. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. got to be a reference to the movie. <laughs> nice. It has to be. More than likely is. Uh, but yeah, it's just giant semi in the game, and you're just beating the crap out of it. But M. Bison. And look like a because che- when he does that evil grin, he just he looks like he's just cheesing yeah. and he's just driving the semi, it just looks like a PNG <laughs> coming at him. So. And it's like, why is Bison driving the semi to begin with? But you know, fine, doesn't matter. Yeah, I feel or like the fact that sequel bait. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, remember, I have to go back and watch and see which direction uh Eliza drives the car off with. If it's like, the direction the truck him? comes from, yeah, I was like, did he run them off the road again? Yeah, Ken's mm-hmm. just like, hey, there goes Bison. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he's not going to get Ryu that we just left. Right. So. <laughs> hey, it's that guy. Oh, man. Uh, how fucking cruel was Chun-Li pretending to be dead in the hospital? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, Jesus. that was kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. But the brother-sister gotcha. thing. Yep. Yeah. It still establishes that. And then he's just like, I'm a choke slam you. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it just throws her back on the bed. It's like, she is recovering. You like, you know that, that right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's a fast recovery for everybody, it seems. Yeah, (laughs) well, you know. What's uh, funny is later in the series, though, like, they kind of stripped that uh, schoolgirl mentality away from Chun-Li, and they put put that character in Sakura. Oh, well, that makes sense for the sake of not having more than one. Well, then Chun-Li becomes basically like uh, at some like she's more sophisticated and all that stuff. So the the other characters kind of look up to her as well. So that's what yeah. I remember. They follow her more with her Interpol type personality where she's this detective. And yeah, and then she becomes that. the grandmaster teaching Kung Fu to her kids. And is that lore like... wise? M. Bison did kill her dad. Yes. Yes, okay, that is in, true. The, in the animated cartoon series. Uh, she's her dad's still alive. Yeah. Oh. Whoops. Yeah, and the game sees that's her whole thing for going after Shadowloo to begin with. And also why she joined Interpol because her dad was actually a cop. Mm-hmm. So, was a cop in the cartoon too. So, yep. small world. Yeah. Uh, well, we kind of went through Lots. the factoids already, some of them here and there, but uh, the one that I mentioned way earlier on. Um, there's a mention. Uh, let me see here. Did I take it out? No, there it is. For Brian Cranston not being credited as Brian Cranston, IMDb says it. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, it was replaced for voice actor union legality, as it said. Uh, so I don't know about that. But another note I had here in the film, there is mention of a United States presidential candidate by the name of Ed Pressman. And it says here it's a reference to Edward R. Pressman, who is the producer of the live-action Street Fighter movie. Do we know if that's correct? Like, is that even... Would that be a reference? Uh, um, I don't know if it would be. We could go look. There, was... There's producer credits on IMDb, yeah. so it be on there. Gotcha. Be something to look up. Because this came, this came out before... I don't know if we mentioned it, but this came out before the live-action one, right? Yeah. Yeah, this came out before live-action. Which amazes me. Capcom was pushing a lot of like, they're like, we want a cartoon ant movie. We want a live action movie. We want right. all like they were. But this is also the hate like Capcom's been having real weird ups and downs a lot through all this. Like and this was definitely one of their ups. So they were just having probably money that they could just blow on promotional stuff and all that. And yeah, it does look like Ed Pressman did direct this Street Fighter movie. There we go. Maybe that's uh, right 94 because he also did the crow. Um. Well, we probably we probably stated that when we were talking about the movie. I see both of your both of your factoids here are about the live action movie. So. Yeah, there weren't that many. Uh, and the other thing was the post credits message in the original Japanese version of this movie promotes a spring '95 Japan release for the live action. Um, so that's that's insane pacing for anything in the '90s that you have the same franchise or the. Yeah, the same franchise have multiple releases, so to speak, even though they're not connected. Street Fighter 2 was huge. So, like, yeah. It was humongous. And then Third Strike, like that went into that, was even bigger than that. So I think the first time Street Fighter kind of pittered for me was probably five. I feel like the PS2 like, era, it was losing some. Uh, it well, you had that. a whole bunch of re-releases that were coming out, and they, that was the time where you were getting your Street Fighter fix because of Capcom versus SNK. That's you what had I mean. Marvel versus that Capcom, versus like you had more than Street Fighter. Yeah, you had things that at least had Street Fighter in them that weren't specifically just Street Fighter. You say the re-releases were starting then, dude. They were starting in the Genesis and SNES era between the variations yeah, of Turbo and everything. Like people get mad. Well, I was at talking Capcom. about like collections. Oh, people get mad at Capcom for like, oh, uh, don't put out another. 
version of the, you know the arcade edition they of whatever. Come this. on, it's like yeah, they did that from the did beginning. <laughs> so well, you just have just... to think about it. That's how fighting games make money. Like if you release one, and back then there wasn't online updates. Mm-hmm. Like you had to release the multiples in order to make the money. So you're just like, I got six fucking copies of Street Fighter Two. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But this is the best version. So yeah, it's crazy. I can't imagine. I, I wish I would know the fans' reactions to seeing this before the live action one, because I'm sure it was like similar to like, what is this movie with Mortal Kombat, maybe, or something? Well, back then, too, you have to remember how hard it was to actually get a hold of anime. Because uh, mm-hmm. you had to, there was no like PlayAsia, really. Yeah. You had to go through a lot of uh, people who would import purposely, and that was hard because it would yeah. take forever to get here. Uh, it was very difficult to import in the early 90s of anything. Um, yeah. One then, account I've... Oh, sorry. I would say even just to get like the Laserdisc version and the VH version that we got compared mm-hmm. to when the UK got their version, it was difficult because even back then people were complaining saying, no, I've seen the original Japanese version. This isn't right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you but were again, paying not $20 or $15 for these movies. You were yeah. paying exorbitant prices. Yeah, to, or you would have a, a shitty version of the movie. Yep. Or you would, if you wanted the original Japanese, you would have to know somebody in Japan who had a copy, who would make you a copy and then send it to you. Uh, it helped if would, you were on the West Coast a lot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, California, yeah, that was the only way you could get it is if you knew somebody over in that area. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like um, you hear stories of how stores would be selling, stores would import them or get imports, but then they'd be literally re-record them onto a vhs and they'd be selling that vhs in the store and it's technically not illegal because you this thing isn't even being commercially sold in the u.s yet <laughs> so it's like yep. um oh, there's i've bought and i've bought many a bootleg anime off of ebay thinking it was one thing and it was not so yeah yep. i was trying so uh and this will I don't. I forgot to mention this earlier, so I'm mentioning it now. When I was trying to find the budget numbers, or yeah, and and what they what they made with the profit and everything, the closest thing through I found the numbers through Wikipedia that will sometimes actually credit the source, and I found that which is like a literal magazine clipping of Billboard uh, that lists in here. I'll actually, I'll I'll send you guys the link just so you can look at it. Um, but it's uh, I'll throw it into the video part. Yeah, you have to do. You have to control F Street Fighter because I don't know if that will actually. That might send you. Oh, I see. With it, oh, this is weird. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, like this, the Eileen Fitzpatrick writes a little uh, thing about Street Fighter Two debuting, and it starts here saying Street Smarts Japanese import Street Fighter Two, the animated movie will debut Sony Wonders Renegade label January sixteenth at fourteen ninety eight. So that means fifteen bucks for that VHS, I assume. Um, and then it just goes on to talk about, uh, it says cool. Street Fighter 2 fall to run in Japan theaters last year, earning more than 16 million. Uh, it was the top five grossing titles in Japan and all that fun stuff. And then it goes on to talk about the live action there, how it grossed, how it made money. But, uh, I'd like to talk about the next three pages because the next page is the land before time ad. And then uh, the next two pages is a full spread ad for babe. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caviating, captivating pop why is pop abbreviated this is cool this i did i didn't know that you could find these online it's just like going back and like stepping back into 1994 and looking at those magazines yeah if people properly uh 
source things, then you can find cool stuff like this. Like we're looking at a literal magazine clipping that was scanned, yeah, basically. Billboard's hot 100 singles. Uh-huh. So number number one, Apollo 13, anyway, number two, Pat Man Forever. I said Street Flighter. Street Flighter. Um, this is a good movie. I recommend this movie. Yeah, if you don't know the characters and the lore, you might find yourself just kind of zoning out like I did a good bit. <laughs> I did not know. Uh, yeah. Um, but the fights are fun. The sa- the soundtrack was honestly keeping me engaged because it was just like, this is not, oh my God. Yep, Ken lifts so rock. You got it. Yep. Um, yeah. So they, they I, song in there. it, it could have great. It could have suffered from uh, being a little too bloated with the characters if they didn't have them in there actually fighting. Like the, we mentioned the, um, uh, Jesus Christ, Zangief and Blanca. It was just a fight. Mm-hmm. We don't know how it ended, but they got them in there. You and know, Dalsim and E Honda, like Ryu just kind of walks up on that fight happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, yeah, but E Honda ends up being relevant. Sort of, Ryu's just crashing at his place. E Honda lives on the top of a mountain. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah. So was Dalsim being controlled by Shadow Lou? No, I don't think so. The no, way because... Shadow Lou was talking, it sounded like he was. No. Because okay. uh, there's there's after the fight where Ihana wins and Dulce Maxim, have you ever felt the presence of a or a fighter's presence or fighting mm-hmm. spirit? And then you see the cyborg behind actually recording everything. Oh, um, that's how they know. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and Ihana's like, "Fuck that! I want money." Right, Ihana's yeah. in it for the money to kind of. Which prove is funny because he's a sumo wrestler who so, most of the time, whenever you think about sumo wrestlers, they're very honorable. Well, well, in he the gives lore, Ryu some money. That's on I don't know E Honda's lore. Okay, in the in the lore, he travels around the world world to actually try to promote sumo, and then later oh, okay. on, he's promoting not just sumo to the world, but also his own restaurant. So, <laughs> oh, I like this guy a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, he becomes a he becomes a chef, which is kind of strange. Like towards the oh, later boy. parts of the games, uh, so like because yeah, of El Forte, and six, he's also a chef. Yes. Um, so they, they incorporate a lot of that into it. So he's, he's chef Ihanda and he's also promoting for sumo, uh, in six, there's actually an area you go to. He has a whole, his restaurants there and he has a giant sumo, uh, stage in the middle of the restaurant. And he's like, yeah, I'm here to bring sumo to the world and food. (laughs) Dude, look, all I got to say is we need uh, a street fighter six has got to bring back Hakan. We need Hakan back. I miss Hakan so much. He was one of the coolest characters from four. He had a unique fighting style and it was awesome. And he was a grappler because if you weren't paying attention, he was going to get your ass. So no, they have Manon now who kind of takes his place as a grappler. No, <laughs> don't you ever take a conflict. Anyway, uh, isn't there a Street Fighter four movie as well? There was that was released with the first version of Street Fighter four, um, but it kind of picks up the place between. Because uh, three came Three's in the future, right? Yeah, three's in the future. Yeah, because three is right before six, technically. Four is somewhere before three, but after So three's the longest, the latest in the series, like timeline wise. Yeah, if you make sense why M. Bison's not in it. Correct. Yeah, and he's, they mention in six that he's dead. Um, Spoilers. Uh, But yeah. Oh, no. Like Shadowloo is completely gone in six, except for some small remnants. Uh, but like Vega's okay. not mentioned. Bal- there's brief mention of Balrog uh, and Sagat. Uh, but yeah, it, like Jury's whole thing is she's pissed off because Bison's gone. Now what does she take her 
anger out on basically that makes um, sense you've been playing a lot of jury too i think so she's my main she's been <laughs> like, four and four and six she's been my main so nice very nice uh Lord. i haven't picked up the new game yet I, but no i do remember I recommend it I want to uh I want to now going into this movie I want to start going into other like things around the 90s that Capcom did cuz they did a thing for like Mega Man X as well mm-hmm. where I think that entire like movie which is only like 30 minutes long uh is like uh, it's like basically the fall of Sigma and it's the prequel to Mega Man X so it shows you like why the world's crazy and I'm just like that's on the Mega Man X collection, and I'm just like, I want to go watch all this shit that Capcom's done, because I just want to see it all now. It was a wild time for Capcom back then. Super fighting robot. Some, yeah, sometimes people say now is a little crazy time for Capcom as well. So, so next up is the Power Stone anime. We're going to jump into that. And, next uh, is the Monster Hunter movie. No, I'm never watching that shit. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Verdict. Mega Man. You know what a good band is that's why proto man who did a song with twerp that i meant to mention at the (laughs) beginning of this episode completely forgot (laughs) yep so speed racer just listen to the song phantom racer by twerp twrp that'll sum up speed racer better than we did with the movie last week last time last episode but all of that aside that was street fighter to the animated movies anytime we need street fighter stuff we bring tj on uh yep anytime as That's you can see by now. our track record uh 50 of the time we bring them on yeah. every time so let's go to our verdicts uh the uh cory what would you say you'd give this movie that you uh i mean it's pretty high up there it's good animation it's got it it's got flaws because like you said the version i watched there's just really long spots uh some of the characters feel like they're just shoehorned in just to see them but the animation it's pretty good. I'm going to give it like, I want to give it a four, but I think I have to give it like a 3.5 for me. It's still good, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, 3.5 uh, Chun-Li feet out of five. There you go. Jesus Christ. I forgot we have to do something dumb every time we do the verdict. <laughs> out of five. All right, Scotty. I think um, we already know that DJ really likes this movie. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll say I give it like a two because I didn't know what was going on a lot of the time. And I found myself sort of spacing out. I was a little worried going into this episode thinking like I watched it a week ago and I don't remember most of what happened. Fuck. But I I thought you got lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. Come on. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The rare time Corey watches it right before we record. Uh, So I'll give it what I always do. I'll give it two out of five demolished mountain cabins um because <laughs> ihana was my favorite person uh in this movie um only because like it's a little below average because if you're not into the if you're not into the lore if you don't care about street fighter don't even bother watching this because it's you're not gonna understand the fights are cool maybe just watch a collection of the fights or something like they're fun um i think if i had watched the unedited or like yeah, unedited Japanese version, I'd be like, man, he's still walking, huh? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so it's not a bad movie. I want to emphasize, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it wasn't super duper for me. I had more fun watching the over the top, horrible live action movie than I did this for sure. Um, and oh, that's what did not I give the live anyone. action? I don't know. Did I, I give this, did I give the live action higher than this? 
Mm, I have no idea. I could, uh, I gotta, if my internet could open documents adequately. Tune in on the next episode where you we can open it. Open it up right now and look. Go uh, look. It takes too what? long to find. It's going to be docket. irrelevant if we ever bring this up again. So I don't know where to find the docket. I, wow. My internet's on the fritz right now. So. Yeah. Uh huh. It's raining. So my internet's slow. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Uh, TJ, you give your ranking while I find Corey's <laughs> old ranking. I'm going to give this a four claws out of five. Uh, there you go. Four claws. Simply because of the fact that the animation was great. The U.S. soundtrack is great. Uh, the fight scenes, certain ones are wonderful. It does have the flaw of it being very slow paced at times. If you watch the unedited versions, uh, just with all the people walking constantly and how they drag out some of the slower scenes. Yeah, uh, not a big like fan of those. Walker. Yeah, it definitely was a street walk. At least there was a lot of streets in this. That's the main complaint that people have is it's Street Fighter. Where are the streets? Hey, they're doing they're them in the streets. Lots. They're, they're street fights. Lot. It's like if you were playing the game. Like, yep. Yeah, I do wish they gave more screen time to some other characters and, and instead of just like shoving them into spots for like a minute or two. Um, and then if you do watch the Japanese version, be prepared for a snooze fest. Uh, Scotty would instantly turn it off probably within the first five seconds after just yeah. hearing the first song between Sagat and Ryu. So that opening scene on the American version, though, is really good. It's yes. a really good intro to the movie, but it does start you off to what you're going to be seeing throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I uh, found it. Oh, so did I. You go ahead. It's your rating. I, I gave. OK, so I just was I gave I gave the live action a three out of five bison dollars. Mm-hmm. I gave this a three point five. That that makes sense to me. See, and I would have been bad at giving it a two. <laughs> All right. Well, it's Raul. It's Raul uh, Julia that does a lot of it. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme sucks. Yeah. Uh but Raul yeah. Julia is pretty dope. Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme is... Actually, all the bad guys are more interesting than any of the good guys in that movie, I feel like. In that one, yeah. Like, in this one, it you it, it's almost hard to tell what everyone's motives are. It's not just good guy, bad guy all the mm-hmm. time, which is cool. It's a little blurred, which is how, how Street Fighter kind of always has been. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we're getting a little too deep with this. So. And... Uh, <laughs> Corey shouldn't give me too much shit because I still gave this a higher ranking than Speed Racer. So, you know, you didn't like that. Speed Racer. I, I really um, liked Speed Racer. I didn't like Speed Racer. Well, y'all can. Yeah, take that. Suck, suck thing. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. Saw yeah. theaters. It was really good for the time. No, it was really good for the time. No. All right, so I will not sit here. This is my podcast. <laughs> do you, this is this is where we plug stuff. Uh, TJ, since you're the guest, do you have anything to plug at all? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, TJ Kitsune. I do stream every Blue Moon about once every three to four months. I'm usually on pay- playing some arcade stuff. Uh, if you're interested in checking out Naomi or the Atomus Wave, any of the Sega stuff, I usually uh, will do that. And in the future, I will have a uh, new system set up. Uh, so look forward to that. Yeah, uh, you're always you, streaming like directly from arcade uh, yep. boards and stuff, which is really cool. That and playing Vita stuff is kind of my niche on Twitch. So mm-hmm. got to keep it alive. Vita yeah. means life. Yeah, well, especially since they just they just released a new Vita game last week. So oh man, <laughs> wait, is it in your collection? So is your collection it's not, not complete yet. anymore? It's complete now. I do have. Well, it's not part of the set I was going for. It. It was a Play okay. Asia uh, release. Okay. Uh, so it okay. is not the American one or anything or any full set that I was going for. There's my PlayAsia collection right there. It's two games. 
I'm done. There you go. So <laughs> yeah, TJ fits right in with us because he streams streams niche stuff that a small portion of people care about, but yep. the ones that care care hard. We'll um, be streaming a lot bunch of stuff like that a little later in the year, which I'm really excited for. So mm-hmm. yeah, TJ was gracious enough to host the Dreamcast Marathon mentioned previously at his house. Um, hell, we could even I'll 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 throw the the aftermath link of that uh in in the description of this you can hear us all talk about stuff then um oh i forgot we did a podcast on that (laughs) yep 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 uh i listened to it recently because i wanted to refresh myself on things coming up but uh cory you got anything going on happening lately that you would like to plug i got jack squat going on right now man (laughs) uh work life is uh rough uh streams Probably not going to happen anytime soon. I'm just working. I'm going to st- try and start working on some backlog stuff for Static Zone. So just behind the scenes. So, but uh, you should go follow Scotty because he's streaming a lot more than I am now. So I am, and uh, he says that on a week that I skipped. But I normally <laughs> stream every <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> I also pointed the right. No, I pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I did it. It's fine. Uh, Don't worry about up it. and down and all around. Yeah, no, I uh, after the Saturn Marathon, uh, I've been going through as a result of the Saturn Marathon, realizing a save file got corrupted. I've been going through the OG Resident Evil again to unlock battle mode. Um, that's been fun. Speed runner uh, over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I throw that ju- I I throw that in just to get viewers because I'm not really speed running the game. That's why it's in quotes or has a question mark. after. Shut it. up. You don't te- you don't talk about the recipe behind the chicken. I'm all right. Shit. Like- <laughs> um. So that's Fuck been fun algorithms. to do. Um, been getting some fun clips from that too, with accidental pro gamer moves and other junk, uh, or the opposite of it. But uh, yeah, just been playing that Thursdays. Um, sometimes I'll stream. I actually just threw Twitch on when I was at a game event with friends yesterday, and we tried to play Killer Queen Black, uh, and half of the stream was us eating pizza in the kitchen. Um, but, uh, I did not know you went live yesterday. <laughs> yep. Just did it for the, for the yucks and giggles and stuff. Um, but been That's streaming fun. that when I'm practicing drums sometimes. So I'm over on the Twitch. That's always linked in the description here. Uh, I'm not going to say my Twitch name cause I'm trying to get it changed, <laughs> but, uh, oh, I was links. wondering why you were beating around the bush. Like. <laughs> just find my links. It's easier to do that through the link tree than anything else. Um, Twitch is a mess. And, uh, oh yeah, I do my unboxings. I've been doing those. I actually just did a pickups video. TJ does pickups videos as well. He didn't mention it, but he does do that on YouTube. Um, and I think that's really it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Not right now. We don't have the next movie picked out yet, but, you know, keep an eye on our socials for that. Um... Yeah, I think that's really going to be it, though. So you should just remember. Thank you, TJ. Yeah, thank you, TJ, for coming on. Whoops, thanks. Good job, Corey. Thanks for having me. Uh, Hopefully we'll have you on more. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. But remember, if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be. The static zone. There's the clip. Yep. The wacky inflatable static zone guy. (laughs) See you. The ultimate video game mega hit is now the ultimate incredibly animated motion picture. In the not so distant future, civilization is under attack. Leading the forces of darkness is the evil mastermind Bison. 
who is determined to capture the minds and bodies of the world's greatest fighters for use in his manic plan to conquer the world. The only people on Earth with the powers to stop him are two legendary martial arts warriors. Together they face the fight to end all fights. The final battle of good against evil is about to begin. Full length, fully animated, full on street fighting action. This is no game. Fighter 2, the animated kick-ass movie only on manga video from October 2nd.